This is Stacy Eldridge. Welcome to Captivated. This world vies for our attention in a thousand different ways. But the most important thing, the preeminent thing, the essential thing, is to give our attention to Jesus. Hi friends, welcome back. Stacy here, and I'm really looking forward to our time together today. With me at the Wild Heart Studio, coming to you, <laughs> not live, I'm gathered with two of my favorite people in the world, Stacy Burton and Karen Christakis. Stacy's the producer of Captivated, and she's been on several times, as has Karen, who many of you have interacted with if you have corresponded mm-hmm. with Wild at Heart. She is our correspondence department, so. <laughs> so go easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go easy on her. Gals, thank you. Thanks for coming today. It's always fun to do this. Sometimes when um, it's a time to pray over what should we be talking about? What what is needed out there for this this podcast and to share? I gather with these two women and, and we talk. So today I don't have a clear topic, but I just want to hear from you what they came with pieces of paper. I see them. <laughs> so I'm very curious about those. So let's start there. Stace, let's start with you. Uh, no pressure. No pressure. I don't know where to start. So on my pieces of paper, Stace, you did ask a few questions to help us to start thinking mm-hmm. um, just about what Jesus is doing in our lives and what do we need from Jesus? What are we longing for? And goodness, um, my season right now is, I don't know. I don't have any words for it. There's Kleenex on the table. Exactly. There's, there's just so much going on. And just thinking of the question, like, what am I longing from God these days? Uh Um, my first thought was, can you, can you fix me, God? Mm. Because I feel like if anyone's, hiked a mountain, 14ers in particular, you run across this scree field. And that's been my image for like the past several Mm -hmm. months. Oh my goodness. Where you just are like trying to get to the top of the mountain, but you hit this scree field above tree line and you just one step forward, three steps back. It's like marbles, right? It's It's like like marbles. Scree is for those who don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So the scree field is just like crumpled rocks. It's been a few years since I've hiked a 14er, but I do remember the effort and, and the frustration in it. And it is just like, they're horrible there. Yeah. I'm scrambling to try to get through Mm -hmm. to the summit. And I just, the more effort I put in, the more backwards I feel like I'm going. Mm. And there's not a lot of hope in this season. Like I'm really struggling with that and feeling rather discouraged. So my daughter is going to study abroad, and we are in kind of a last-minute student visa crisis. Uh-huh. Um, and they, my husband and my daughter had to fly to San Francisco to do the visa interview. Wow. And it was a super stressful, super frustrating, like, how did I get myself in this position? I'm a planner. Again, one step forward, three steps back. It just felt unnecessary. And that day, I just found myself in so many tears and just the deep prayer of, God, does it need to be this hard? Like, Mm. come on. 
can you just come through for me for once? Oh, gosh. That's what I know. And it feels so, like, immature. No, no. But also. People, we, we're all, we yeah. get there. That Thank is you. the human condition. It, we get there. Yeah. And it, so, and his words to me were, Stacy, when have I not? Mm. And a piece of me is like, yes, that is such a place of rest. And also, I'm so mad. Uh-huh. I I can't go there because I can't surrender. It's hard to surrender to his faithfulness and trueness. So all that to say yesterday when I was just thinking through some of the questions you asked us, I don't like the words, God, will you come through? So I was doing a word study because that always brings the Bible to life. Mm-hmm. And I love what I learn. And I'm like, surely there has got to be some Hebrew lament <sighs> for come through for me, God. And surprisingly, what I ran across was the Hebrew word bow. Okay. B-O. I, I'm not a theologian, so I don't know if I'm even saying that right. But I'm guessing you are. It's doesn't, it seems simple enough. <laughs> exactly. But I guess in Hebrew, there's no word for come and go. So it really, there was no come through. Wow. But I ran across this word. So bow means to both come and to go. And the commentary I read about it, it says the verb bow does not mean come or go in the sense of direction that we know in English, um, but to enter a void in order to fill it in the sense of purpose. And right, I mean, Karen, you love the Bible and you've done so many word studies. It just was, yes, I am in such a void right now. Mm. Like I struggle with feeling adverse to all this change in my life, my parents and in-laws' health and my kids leaving and you know, they're they're adults now and even my body mm. as it ages, mm-hmm. I just am feeling so adverse to all this change and it does feel like a void. But in in that little word mm-hmm. study, God just showed me yes and and I am here. Mm-hmm. So let's start with that. Wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. And we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming today. <laughs> Karen, what's your reaction to that? Oh. Well, first of all, can I just respond to Stacey instead of talking about my stuff? Yeah. Re- re- no, yeah. I want you to respond <laughs> No, to I'm Stacey. kind of teasing because... Oh. Like our what I have on my little paper is so similar in many ways. Mm-hmm. The, the themes I wrote down: dying to self, suffering, and endurance. Yeah, <laughs> fun and light things like that. <laughs> yeah, like oh yay! Um, so responding to you, well, I one thing that I've heard you say before, I think, in kind of a frustration to yourself, is like, oh, here I am again, and I'm struggling with God. And and when I think about struggling with God, I think well, then you're probably not talking to him and you're like holding him at arm's length. But it feels like you're the opposite. You're like, come, let's, let's duke it out mm-hmm. hand to hand. Like I'm wrestling like with Jacob you. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a much more intimate thing. And I think you think of it as a lack of maturity or yeah. whatever you do. And it's like, no, that's, mm-hmm. that's beautiful and brave. And I think it's exactly what he's wanting. Right. Thank you. Because I, I do see it as I'm just, I need to do better, right? Um, Walking with God. 
right, you're, you're going to do so much better that you don't need him anymore. <laughs> like you don't need, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not what I want. I don't want to not need him anymore. No, that's so beautifully said and pointed out that it's from um, the nearness. Yeah. You think you're struggling, so I don't need you. I'm not talking with you. I'm not, no, you're in the mud saying, help, come Mercy. through. Mercy. Mercy. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things that um, you said at the beginning was the prayer, can you fix me? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I think I just prayed that yesterday. <laughs> Wait, that's not in your daily prayers? It's <laughs> <laughs> not part of the daily prayer. <laughs> I, I think that he, you know, I get so frustrated with myself or that oh, I'm here again and just, yeah. just don't uh, mm-hmm. fix me. And, um, and that's not what is in his gaze. Right. Oh, to see ourselves the way he does. It's exhausting too. Which part? Um, the constant fix me God <clears throat> being frustrated with yourself. Yeah. I think it's hit hitting me like literally in the past 24 hours. I'm exhausted mm-hmm. hating myself. Mm. <laughs> I'm done with that. It is exhausting. And, and but I think it's just been my mindset for 48 years. Like, how do you how do you live differently? And I know in God. And seeing myself as his beloved. And also that feels more challenging than to just sit in what is familiar. Right. Because yeah. the question is right. how, how, how. Yeah. Um, we talked, uh, we did a podcast recently on surrender and how in Hebrew it really means to align oneself yes. under the superior viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing now for all of us is actually the invitation to surrender yes. the old story that we, and the other stuff and the accusation and the familiar voices and the well-trodden path. And, and yes, it's not, can you fix me, but can you help me help me? I want to align with your perspective. So it really comes down to a choice and effort on what we're thinking on. What we're yeah. marinating our hearts on and choosing. No, okay, right now I'm going to align with the truth. It's active. It is. And I love it when a friend asks me to help them. Oh, my uh-huh. children. It's actually a thing between Eric, my husband, and mm-hmm. I. I don't ask for help. But I think it makes them happy when I do. Mm-hmm. And my my thought is how much more happier does it make Jesus to yeah. come alongside me. Yeah. I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. A way to let him love you. Yeah. The Surrender Podcast, which was the one two weeks ago. Listen to that if you haven't already. Karen is nodding. About Dying to what? self, <laughs> suffering, endurance. <laughs> Where to start? Just chuckle for a while. <laughs> Where to start? What is the question? I don't know, but Tell it must more. be a question if that's those are the answers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, for real, I might need a little more guidance before well, I. Well, know. tell me what's what's the first sentence there on your notes? The first sentence is. 
Okay, so how to embrace or at least not try to run away from suffering. Mm. And we talk a lot about he- here about like the restoration that's available. And of course we want to fight for that and pursue that. But there's also a place where we let suffering do its work, right? Do yes. its work of bringing maturity. Yes. And choosing God over and over and over, even yes. when, you know. Even in the midst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, I know that the major theme is restoration. The yeah. minor theme is suffering. Mm-hmm. But on any given day, it doesn't often feel like that. Right. And I think that it's very a rampant a theology in the church to let go of a theology of suffering. Ugh. And it's real. We are called to suffer. Yeah. We're called to join Christ in his sufferings. Well, and- right. If he did it. Right. And it, I always hold on to that is how he learned obedience to the Father. Like how? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like mind-blowing. How did he need to learn that? Learn that? Right. But also if he needed to learn, then how much more do we? And it doesn't mean we're messing up, right? It doesn't. I mean, mean some of our suffering up. is from our messing up. Yes, but certainly not all. Not but, all. Well, and there's mm-hmm. so much grace there, mm-hmm. and we need it mm-hmm. because there are some verses and some scriptural truths that are hard to count it all joy. Yeah, my brothers, when you encounter suffering, and that's on you know, or the, or the mystery of. We our sufferings add to what to complete Jesus's sufferings of what needed to happen in mm-hmm. order. It's there's a lot of mystery here, mm-hmm. but but the suffering part too often is accompanied by accusation mm-hmm. that you are <clears throat> you did something really bad to deserve it. And yes, there yeah. might be something in your life that he wants to expose, but the reality mm-hmm. is is that suffering is a part of our lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it is how he hones us and matures us, and he doesn't begrudge us for it. Like he, he he's walks for us. us. He's so it. for us. Yeah, yeah. And it shows, I think, the way he set up reality, where it's not like, oh, I'm working on my character this month. Next month, I'll be done, and <laughs> yeah, right. I'll be able to report back to you. <laughs> Yet my mind goes there frequently. Right, I know. Like I, I, I'm the first one to feel frustrated with myself. Like we're going around at a staff meeting or something, and everybody's like, "Ooh, I did this and this, and this is what God did." And I'm like, "See, last month, <laughs> last year, repeat." <laughs> right. So years ago, I was at a painting party with a lot of women. And it was one of those, like, the instructor shows you what to paint. And I loved seeing everyone's interpretation. Uh-huh. I mean, uniquely you. And I remember one gal refused to use black because mm. she didn't want more darkness in her life. Oh. Mm. And I love the thought of that. And also, I realized there was a lack of depth mm. in the painting. Oh, wow. And not to be judgmental. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. just a fascinating observation which I've kind of carried through with, yes, we do need the valleys to really grow and, I don't mm-hmm. know, the vibrancy of our lives is is from suffering. That is a beautiful picture. It was really fascinating. Yeah. And observe. I do I do know that, oh my goodness, when the 
times that I've pressed into God the deepest, the strongest, the most fervently are in times of intense suffering. Oh, yeah. And then what I've come to know of his heart, mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade. Right. Yeah. Um, what I was trying to say was that this gospel that we've signed up for is an inside out thing. And go- the way God has designed it, it's not in a hurry. He's not in a hurry. Yes. And so if it takes mm-hmm. a lifetime, okay. Like he's not, he's not on a big schedule. Oh, you know? It does that. take a lifetime. It does take a lifetime. Some things maybe not quite as long, but. Right. Yeah. Hmm. We feel like we're in a hurry sometimes. Yes. I mean, right. for heaven's sakes. Well, because it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it oh. just shows me again and again, like my view of reality is not the same as God's. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. only as apprentices to Jesus is there any hope for this. I love that yeah. term, apprentices to Jesus. Yeah, I've been on a little bit of a deep dive with John Mark Comer. Oh, good. And I'm still very fond of him. <laughs> and he's, he uses that phrase. <laughs> so what I was also thinking is that thousands of tiny choices over the years add up to transformation. But to me, I've also been thinking lately about how sobering that is because they also can add up to ever-increasing slavery or bondage because God, how he respects our choices and many choices in the same direction, they kind of solidify us on a path. And so it becomes easier and easier to go down that path and harder and harder to choose the other way. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's pretty sobering. That is sobering. But it also means that my choice today, my little tiny choice, though it will not change anything, it over time, it really does. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. And it matters. Like my little choice, like if we're going to start working out or something, you don't go to the gym one day and, okay, look how, look how my body has been transformed. Right. Woo. <laughs> right? Right. It's the overtime. <laughs> That's incredibly sobering and hopeful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard this example once of uh, what um, feels like unanswered prayer, like this, like I'm struggling with, you know, A, fill in the blank, and praying for the strength, praying to make a different choice, just whatever it is, or you're praying anything, and you're not seeing something. And I heard the example of it's like a pond, and you throw a stone in the pond and it sinks to the bottom and maybe it makes a ripple, but nothing. But keep doing that, keep mm. doing that, keep doing that, mm. keep doing that, keep doing that. And there will be a little path that you could walk across the pond on. Oh. Yeah. It it, it has an effect. Mm, it, it matters. Yeah. The prayers matter. And, and, I, and Karen, I just love your words of um, his... <laughs> about time he's not on the yeah. timetable i don't know he's i mean he is he knows what it is but i love how you not. said he's not in a hurry because mm-hmm. i am in a hurry because his view is always affection and love and ours is like if we're not rooted in that it's mm-hmm. like how do i earn this or how do i yeah attain this and you know right 
If it's not rooted in affection and mm-hmm. love. Okay, there's the big shift. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it does require a choice on our part. Yeah. And in this moment, may we make that choice mm-hmm. because we're all coming out of or off of um, into from our busy day or our morning or whatever or the memories from last night or where maybe we didn't live as mm-hmm. lovingly as we wanted. And so it shifts our perspective of who we are. And then it opens up a door of vulnerability to hear the enemy's whispers. And he's relentless. He's never going to stop with this accusation. He's got nothing else to do. So like to turn our attention away from that, saying actively, Jesus, how do you see me? Mm-hmm. If there's a place we yeah. need to repent, be quick and do it. But the yeah. truth is, is that right. we are never out of his gaze of love. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I wrote down, I think one one of the things you asked was, what do we, what are we needing from God what, right now? Mm-hmm. And what I wrote down was continued encouragement that this all matters, mm-hmm. and that He sees. I know that's your big question yeah. these days, Stacy. Right, just to know that He sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I'm in the trenches of some hard stuff right now that I'm not free to share here, but. It feels like God has been whispering encouragement that, yes, he sees the unseen. Things are happening. What really matters is suffering that produces perseverance. And this is like the the progression in Romans 5. Um, Suffering producing perseverance, perseverance, Mm -hmm. character, and character, hope. So this is mind-boggling to me. Like, how does suffering lead to hope? And I really am curious, like... It doesn't make sense to me because it feels like it should be the opposite. Our hope is in lack of suffering, right? I think you've already begun to answer that question. Well, when I was looking looking at that verse again, um, I looked at in the message as I often do because I'm also fond of Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it talks about, well, the wording is just always so fresh. It says that even when we're hemmed in with troubles, we can, you know, have peace, joy, whatever, because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience Mm -hmm. in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. So, yeah, alert for whatever God will do next. That's pretty hopeful. Yeah, that's part of it, I think. Can you do that one more time? I need to hear that one more time. Well, I didn't put down the first part of the verse. So the first part says something about shouting with praise. And I thought that's a little exuberant for this morning. So (laughs) we're sliding in here. Yeah. So, yeah, even though we're hemmed in with troubles, because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. And then it says, in alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Mm. So I I do feel like, and I hope this is true, in some ways I am or have become someone who is alert and paying attention. Like, God, what are you up to? What are you doing in me? And how how are you intervening in my circumstances? But even more, like, what gold are you forging 
what what is it that you value even more than changing the hard thing that I'm walking through? Wow. I don't want this story. <laughs> but I do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That question, what gold are you for? Yeah. yeah. Like what what do you value even more than making my life easy? Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. What does he value more than making our lives easy? <laughs> Stacey Burton says heart. Our I'm going to go with that. My heart. Our heart. A heart that is his. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that not that what part of the purifying is? Like yeah. the letting go and the aligning ourselves with him, with what's true. That, that you would ask that question right. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you do ask that question a lot. What are you up to, God? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because he's up to something. Mm-hmm. And, and he is... God, mm-hmm. he is the king. He He is above. His thoughts are high above our thoughts. Mm-hmm. He does have a perspective that mm-hmm. we want to know and see and increasingly can over our lives. But to ask that question, yeah, you are mm-hmm. moving on my behalf, even if it doesn't feel like it, or mm-hmm. if it's taking way longer than I want it to. Yeah. What gold are you forging? Mm-hmm. Stacy, when you... We're saying how you, your prayer is, fix me, God, and you're doing it over and over and over. What I was thinking a little bit along those lines was, even when it seems like he's not answering, over time, like as you continue to pray that prayer, you you are changing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're becoming resilient. You're becoming someone who doesn't quit. You're becoming someone who is more secure in God's love, his affection, right? Yeah. Um, I think if I go back to just living in his abundant love, allowing me to be kinder to myself, then I can see the fruit. I think my head is constantly so stuck in what I have been in the negative, in the negative pieces of that. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, goodness, who I am versus who I was 10 years Mm -hmm. ago, like all of that story was needed. And if I can take myself outside of myself, yeah, like my relationship with God now is a treasure. And I know I'm still being refined as we all are, but it's hard to focus on the growth. It's so easy to focus on the valley of this moment of my life. Right, when you're in the Mm -hmm. circumstances. Mm -hmm. But to take a step back and go, I'm being shaped by this. And I'm being shaped into the very image of love. Yeah. And I love the word of surrender, which is not easy for me. I I am a controlling. <laughs> I need my world to not be chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, but to surrender, I can feel that breath of fresh air mm. in my life. Mm. Like I, I, I don't need to fight it. The song goes through my head. It's, what is, a a VC, Wake Me Up. I don't know if I'm saying the group's name wrong. But their line of, I tried carrying the weight of the world, but I only have two hands. Mm. Oh. That's Mm. kind of my every day. And I feel like Stacey Surrender podcast really moved me Mm. and I'm hanging on to Mm. the teaching from it. I feel like if I stop for a second mm-hmm. right now and stop holding the world, yes, 
it is just going to crumble. And I'm also surprising myself the question of, but what am I so afraid of Mm -hmm. if it crumbles? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I do know in my heart it is not up to me. And I know someone much stronger has my story in my heart. Um, The creator of the world Mm -hmm. has it all. So I'm really questioning and curious what what am I so afraid of? Right. If it's a I great question. It is. It's a really good question. And All the tears that'll yeah. flood. I I am not afraid to cry, but for some reason I I am in this moment afraid of the tears mm. of releasing. Because the world. they will not it's so stop. Much. You're being asked to surrender a lot right now. Mm-hmm. So much. Mm-hmm. And I think the change is inevitable, but it's confusing. Tell, tell me more about that. My role as mother yeah. is changing. Mm-hmm. My role as daughter is changing. Mm-hmm. And my body that, you know, I, I would box color my hair for decades, mm-hmm. and I did it a few months ago. And the same color, completely <laughs> different reaction. Completely different Even reaction. your hair's changing. Even my hair is changing. So I'm just like, I don't know what to do with anything anymore. Wow. And as someone who likes to keep her life orderly, yes. I know God is not a God of chaos, Stacey. You reminded me that wanting order is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what to do with anything anymore. And it's mm-hmm. that surrenders are really hard. Wow, he's after deep stuff there. Yeah, yeah. as he is, as he does, as he is. <laughs> I just feel he—he's so tender, knocking on that place of mm-hmm. like wanting to replace some of the fear with love. Thank you. I think the hardest part about it is my pushing through, doing it on my own, carrying <clears> the world, <throat> where he is so kindly being patient. Is there comes a place. It doesn't work. Hmm. Yep. And you're exhausted. And I think I'm at that point. <laughs> there we go. Well, if we carry that metaphor a little bit more, like if your hands are full of the world, then what what can you not embrace or what can you not receive? I'm just curious. Right. You have to open up that. your hands in order to let go of what you know mm-hmm. to be able to receive the goodness that you don't yet. Eek. And yeah. part of you is so convinced of the goodness that's coming. And parts of you are still young and very rightly so are mm-hmm. afraid. I mean, you came by that honestly. Thank right? you. So when I'm hearing in it, that's beautiful. What I'm hearing in it, because this is so relatable, is that he's after your identity. Because mm. your identity has been with children at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your second one is about to leave home. Your first one left. And identity as a daughter with parents who are self-sufficient and working and capable. And that's beginning to change. Yeah. Hmm. So who who am I now? Mm -hmm. What's my value? What's my source of meaning? All of it. And the open-handedness of, okay, God, wow, I, I need to know. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not a bad question. It's not weakness that I need to know. But also I need to know what this next season of life is to look like with you. Mm -hmm. I want to live it with you. I want to walk it with you. I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. But he does. I love um, Alan Arnold's book, The Story of With. Yes. Mm. And it's, I just, you know, the whole with God, with him. Mm -hmm. In the divine yeah. partnership, like Karen said, with um, the wrestling with him, not from a distance, but with him. Mm -hmm. And he likes it. Mm -hmm. He does. And looking back on difficult seasons, do you sense that he has ever left? Like, are you ever not with him? Hmm. No. I might have mentioned this before. When I was young, I grew up in Prairie Village, Kansas, mm -hmm. and in a wonderful neighborhood when there were no fences mm -hmm. between yards, mm -hmm. and a lot of children, my and my siblings' ages, and you were just set loose to play and run, and um, at school, the teacher took notice of me, and mm -hmm. we moved right before the fifth grade. And our world exploded. But there is a time, it was about 20 years ago, so I'm in my 40s. And I went back to my hometown and I was asking God, weren't you there? I know you were there. Yeah. But, but where were you? Mm -hmm. And can you just show me that yeah. you were with me? So I drove up to my old house and there was a statue of a lion yes. on their front porch. Oh. Right here. Yeah. And then I, I went for a walk around the block, and my school was at the top of the street. So I went to the school, and it had become a church. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And it was open. So I went in, and I went in to look at my classroom where I felt seen because my family was a disaster. Yeah. And on the wall was a big sign that said, God loves you. Oh, oh wow. Man. Come on. He's the best. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. So yeah, it, I needed a tangible. I needed him to speak mm -hmm. to me. Like, were you there? Mm -hmm. oh, That's beautiful. I was there. That's beautiful. Wow. That seems pretty extravagant. It was extravagant. <laughs> it's so what your heart needed. I bet some healing happened. It did. It was yeah. it was huge, and I I needed it to that core thing. And I and obviously this is twenty years ago, yeah. and I'm holding on to mm -hmm. it because it's a reminder for when my world fell apart, when the atom bomb went off in our family. He was still with me, mm -hmm. and then later seasons of my life of sorrow or pain that I've caused or been the recipient of. Is with me. And now, now, when there are relationships or situations that, that my heart is so longing for and praying into, he is with, he is still God. He is yeah. on the move. Yeah. And he is faithful to his word. Mm -hmm. So for us to become women that really know that, and we are on that way, we're steadfast. We know this. But he's getting it into the marrow of mm -hmm. our bones. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is sometimes a painful process. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also a, um, where I am currently feeling distant from him. Mm -hmm. It's actually when you can be raw and real and angry with 
someone and vulnerable with someone, like that's the most intimate yeah, relationship. It is. And right? they don't go anywhere. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that is. Good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Good stuff. So you're not as distant as you thought you mean. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Thank you for bringing me to that today, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this verse I was just asking for assurance yesterday and came across Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Mm. When you pass through the rivers, they will not flow over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The fire will not destroy you. Mm. So the rivers will not flow over you. Like so often I feel like I'm drowning, but no, I'm being carried. And that is the assurance I needed. All right. Yes and amen. So I'm going to ask both of you to pray for our listeners from this place. Stace, can I start with you? Yeah. And then Karen. Yeah. Father, Jesus Spirit, we thank you that you are the God who sees, that you are the one who provides. I ask that you come for each heart listening today Mm. in this moment and in their tomorrow for encouragement and assurance that you do see their need. You see their hard. You see where they are suffering and struggling and questioning. God, I ask that you just come and assure them that you are present, that you love them so deeply no matter what. And that you have chosen them first. Thank you, God, for choosing us first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We thank you for your hope and your life. And help us to just settle into that in this moment. Because it is enough. Yes, God, we do so often want things to change. And we want answers from you. We want you to interpret. And we want whatever. We want clarity. We We just want things to be different. But we just are here to say today that the most deeply of all, we want you, God. Mm-hmm. Not even your answers, but we want your presence. We want to be with you, or as Sherry says sometimes, our face with your face. Nothing between us. So we just stand in faith that your offer is your presence. Mm. And We want to risk to receive that today, God. Thank you. Stace, can you read that verse one more time? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not flow over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The fire will not destroy you. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm. Gals, thank you. Thank you for just sharing from your heart and talking. And friends, I pray you are blessed. We are in it together mm-hmm. and we are in it with God. Mm-hmm. God. Till next time. Thank God you, bless you. Yep. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Stacy Burton, the producer of the Captivated Podcast. If you've been a regular listener, you've heard the encouraging teachings offered and the incredible conversations Stacy has had with her guests. So wherever you listen, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. 
May you be filled with the goodness of his love today. And we look forward to having you join us next time. Thank you.